Cinderella story, this unknown, comes out of nowhere to lead the pack. Bad Augusta is on his final hold. He's about 455 yards away. He's going to hit about a two iron. Oh, Billy, Billy, Billy. It's so good when you do that. <laughs> it's so enjoyable, though. But with the mood light. <laughs> The new ambiance is nice. Isn't it good? Well, Allie crushed it. That's a peach, huh? Thank you, Laura, for that recommendation. <laughs> you like the new music? I do. New music's good. Good work. I'll give you a dollar if you can tell me who it is. I can't. I feel like I missed out on that dollar. Yes. It's a big buggy in the dollar. Dude, it's been a while. I haven't yes. run this in a bit. We are back in the studio. Highly enjoy listening to you and Joel and Laura. It was wonderful. Joel was an excellent, excellent interview. I'm so glad that we got him on. It was a, it was a great story he had. I really enjoyed listening to it. Yeah, I agree. And have you seen his major marker release yet? Which one? The new one. He just showed it today. Ooh. It's really good. I haven't been on Instagram. It's Let me really check good. It out real quick. Come on. So Joel's story was fantastic. That's one of the reasons we wanted to start doing this podcast was to introduce everybody that listens to people they may not be familiar with. And even if they are familiar with them, give them a little bit, a little bit more of a story about them. And Joel's story is great. How Atomic Golf came to be. Oh, right? Right? Sweet. It's very good. It I is gotta, very good. I got to give me one of those. Yeah. Him and uh, True Tech hammered Man, out another they one. They crushed that. That's gorgeous. It's special. He's pretty so proud of it. So those who have not searched searched them out, uh, Atomic Golf, go look. Take a take a little gander at the new uh, Open Championship. Yes, it's pretty special. So, uh, you know, I I think I think it was incredible. I, I love hearing the backstory of people. I mean, I think that's that's we talked about it before. I can't remember which episode, but the the fact that there's so many ways to relate to each other in golf. And I, I think his story is phenomenal. So oh, I, I, the, I was, uh, yeah, yeah, I was so really eager cool. to hear how he came up with Atomic Golf, and then to find out how it was <laughs> so cool. outstanding. So if you haven't listened, go back, yeah. do yourself a favor, listen to that. Interview. I don't want to ruin it for anybody, but it's totally awesome. It's, it's explosive. Oh Jesus! Oh, it's so good. <laughs> it's late. <laughs> yeah, at least that wasn't a, a DefCon joke or something yeah, like that. You know, like when it DefCon jokes, it's awkward. <laughs> um, so we're gonna, I, we're gonna get into some golf chat here. Um, it's been a while since Ryan and I sat down and, and discussed some of the stuff. I mean, we do it a lot personally, but sitting in front of the microphones, it's always fun to sit around and 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 banter about stuff. And the next major is coming up here in a week, and it's. Uh, the Open Championship or the British Open, whichever you prefer. I really don't mind. No, no, no. There's only one. They corrected that. It is no longer the British Open. It is the Open Championship. Well, I, I know that, and you know that. but The average golfer needs to know that now. Well, tell that to ESPN, who every— They're just bitter. Yeah. I don't care. I mean, growing up, for me, it was the British Open. And, I mean, I understand now that the proper term is the Open Championship, so that's what I call it, because that's right. what it's supposed to be called. But if somebody says British Open, I don't, like, chastise them if somebody says Nevada or if somebody says Illinois. Oh, I, I do chastise them. Because <laughs> I absolutely chastise them if they say Nevada. Um, no, I do, too. Although, you know technically, I, do, but I, wouldn't I guess do it they're kind of right. I mean, even though we pronounce it this way, it's our chosen pronunciation. But, I mean, the Spanish word of Nevada is Nevada. Oh, you're just... 
pandering to Clayton right now. I know. Hashtag Clayton comments. <laughs> I had to get it in early. <laughs> no, but on a sidebar, before we get too deep into what is the Open Championship and uh, how excited we are, come on, ESPN and golf. Can you guys make up? I'm going to... It drives me crazy that I don't get more SVP in my life when it comes to golf. When he was run, when they were running the Masters, it was incredible. When they moved from the Masters to the Open Championship, it was also incredible. I I don't understand why we we don't have him. I, I'm not buying that it's about money. I, I don't think it. I think it's about something that is it's is a difficulty those, in advertising those, or or the, somebody, the powers that be behind. It's a problem. Disney and NBC that. I think NBC is just trying to put a stranglehold on the whole thing, which is why they basically sub out Jim Nance and yep. Nick Faldo, Sir Nick Faldo, for all these other. I mean, they did it for Fox. You know what I mean? It, I don't get it. I just I, I think without I, I think that ESPN represents a very cool experience for the non-dedicated golfer. Yeah, it's a, when you put it on ESPN, people will watch people it just watch because it. it's on ESPN and they exactly. leave ESPN on. And you're going to get more golfers that way. And they used to show so many more golf tournaments, oh, and I I think it's a problem. It's a 30 second clip now of yeah. the winning putt, and yeah, that's, and that's pretty and it's much heartbreaking it. because SVP will do his big his one big thing on it every single major tournament. That's what he talks about because he's passionate about golf, as are a lot of the people over at ESPN. And yet we refuse to let the mothership get involved, and I think it's a problem. Yeah, they. They definitely could have a bigger. I think it could be Dan Patrick's fault, you know, because when he was involved, so he used to be very heavily involved in the Open Championship and in the Masters. Uh-huh. Okay, not well, he'll tell you what he shot at Augusta. Yeah, I know, um, and, and I'm a fan of Dan Patrick. Don't, don't get me wrong. Oh, I love Dan Patrick. I listen to but him every day. I still think that he pat. I think he plays off that he's not bitter with the mothership when he clearly is, Uh-oh. and. I think that might have something to do with it. Yeah, very well could. You know, it very well could. But it does bother me. So, so I the the Open Championship heads yep. to Ireland for the first time since 1951. I gotta be honest, I found that out today. I I, I, I wouldn't want to go to this one. It's gonna rain the whole time, man. Well, it's what it's supposed to do. I don't care. Come like, on, if think it rains about the, in St. The, Andrews, I can walk on a bridge. Think about the last couple. <laughs> the last couple opens, there there hasn't been crazy bad weather. Yeah, maybe they did it on purpose. Yeah. I mean... Hey, we, we'll go where the weather is. It, we need to <laughs> amp this up a little bit because this is getting ridiculous. <laughs> Truman Show. Somebody <laughs> turn on the rain. <laughs> we can't have guys walking around in t-shirts or short sleeve shirts. Um, <laughs> so we're, we'll probably get ourselves a little open preview um, on the next podcast since it is coming up next week. Mm-hmm. Um, off the top of your head, who you, who you like? Oh, that's a big sigh. I'm going to have to edit that out. No, you can leave it in there. Um, who do I like? I think Molinar is really hard to beat in this in this tournament because he's so consistent, uh-huh. and it matters if you put it in the fairway. Um, I think if you get weather, I think Tiger's a, a factor. Uh, I actually think Ricky's a factor. Really good weather. If the weather, if the weather gets nasty. Um, I think that hmm, Lowry's really good in the in the, in the nasty weather. Oh, this this is gonna I, come I, to a surprise. I I'm not gonna pick Dustin Johnson. <laughs> he's not good out there. <laughs> I, I even though I know he's good everywhere. I think I think Kepka could be Kepka's always gonna be the mix. 
I got I get this weird feeling that Mark Leishman's gonna matter. Oh, good pick. And I don't know what it is. I'm not saying I'm picking him to win it because I'm not. I I just think that he will matter. I think he'll be in the hunt. So going the going back to our most recent major champion, mm-hmm. how do you think Gary Woodland's gonna fare now that he has Singer Two Irons all day? He'll be oh fine. Oh my god! But so I don't good. think it will matter. You don't think it'll matter why? Mm. I don't think it was enough of a psyche jump. No, I think his psyche was already there. I don't think that he knew. I, I don't think that he had the experience closing, but it wasn't that he didn't know how. Um, I think that he, I mean, I, I look in, on some of the tournaments that he came in his runner ups, probably four or five of them. He didn't give the tournament away. No, somebody not took it. Somebody took it. Yeah. And I think that that's, that's part of the nature of the game. But I don't think he took this. And that's not to take it away from him. I think that I really don't mean it that way. I don't think that he had to. He built him, he built him, he put himself in a position in day one and day two to win the tournament. Yeah. Period. Clearly. And nobody was close. I mean, truly, nobody was really close. I don't think he had to go out after it. And win it. And win it. He just had to go play. He just, he had to not lose it. Yeah, that makes sense. And and, and, and I'll be honest, I think that's harder. So I'm yeah. not saying that that's, I'm not saying that it's, that what he did wasn't incredible because I do think it was. There's an airplane coming, by the way, in case you guys can't hear it. You probably can. It's a huge airplane. That's a big airplane. That's massive. Hi, people on the plane. Hello. But, but I, but do you understand the kind no, of the no, difference? I, yeah, I totally get it. I, I'm hoping that it, I hope it fuels him. I would just, love to see him win again. Oh man, he, he's, he's such a great guy. He's such a great guy, and yep. he plays really, really solid, fundamental golf. And he's got all all cylinders firing right now. And and even though he j- just missed cut, but I think he's he's has that experience now of what it's like to be on top of the leaderboard right. in a major and finish out. And I'm hoping that. He exponentially grows that and can take it to another event. And there's this small part of me. I mean, we're talking really small because I, I don't dislike this player, but I don't particularly enjoy golf with this player in the front of it, leading the the golfing world. I'm not a big fan of him being the front man. But it would be really special to see Rory win. In Ireland, I mean, I know everybody's rooting for well, it, I, I, I but it would be special. I mean, yeah, no doubt, be very special. I don't. I think don't want to see him do it. I don't think because I would. There's chance. so many other people I, that I think. No, I think he has a chance. Oh, just, but I, 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 there's a lot of other people I'd rather see win. But it would be interesting. It'd be I a would, good story. I, I think for me, what would bring me the most Tiger ha- Woods? No, no question. Well, I mean, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's that's a no brainer. <laughs> But I I love the way Ricky plays over there. I I yeah. love the way he plays the golf courses. It, I love his. If he could win his first major and be an Open Championship, he could die. Oh, I, you know, mm, he'd be good. So good because that's the one you want to win. Yeah, I mean, I think that a lot of guys want to win the Masters, but every time I hear somebody talk about it, they want to win the Open Championship. It's the greatest championship in golf. I, it's not the greatest yeah. championship to watch, but no, historically. But it is, Historically, it is it's the one. If it's, I had, if I could only go to one, I would go to the Masters. If I could only win one, I would win the Open Championship. 
it's it's really simple for me. You pass up that dinner every year? Absolutely. <laughs> for 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 legendary history, yes. Claret jug. I mean it look the green jacket, it's a jacket, bro. That thing's a jug. <laughs> that you can drink out of. <laughs> that I can drink out of. On it. a plane. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's that's our pre open. Also, shout out to my wife. It'll be our anniversary on the 21st, which is always during the Open Championship week because she loves me somehow. And we always stay up for the first night. It's usually on our, on our anniversary. This year it'll be on the second night. Very nice. excited. I, uh, I watch it alone because everyone's asleep. It's depressing. <laughs> but I enjoy the hell out of it. I don't mind. I don't mind saying it. it's, 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 a great it's beneficial being on the West Coast because, you know, they, they it starts start around. midnight, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, it's it's fun. I enjoy it. Real quick before you switch. Mm-hmm. What is the what's the best open championship moment you've ever watched live? Oh, live. live. OK, so let me think here. The first thing that pops in my head is Jack Nicholas on the bridge. Really? On his last. Yeah, I wasn't mean, old enough for that. That's 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 yeah. the first thing. I mean, if I close my eyes and look, I, I just see Jack with his leg up waving, you know. And uh, that one, um, if I had to think of another one. That you watched live. Man, I don't. None of them really. I mean, Tiger when in 97 was. It was 97, right? No, no, no. Mm-mm. His first... When was his first one? I don't remember. When, 90... When he just destroyed St. Andrews. No, uh, 96 maybe. 96 or 97. Well, 90, was no, 97. he won in 96 in Vegas. So that was... So then it, it had, had to be 98. 98? hmm during the Tiger Slam. Yeah, that, that... Watching him just destroy that golf course, people were just amazed. I mean, right. it's it's like an, anything they'd ever seen, like an alien landed on their golf course and just... Yeah. just it like this isn't a hard game right that was pretty special what's what's yours phil mickelson henrik stenson no doubt i was up at 659 they closed it out at 745 it was the best open championship i've ever seen <laughs> it was everything i've ever wanted yeah that was pretty, an open championship that was pretty good yeah i'm trying to think that that is that bad that well you know i don't i don't have a great golf tournament recollection yeah. I don't I don't remember a whole lot about specific events. Certain there's things moments. I, there's moments. Like with every tournament, there's always a couple of moments that I'll, I'll just – like Bubba. Um, I missed – so uh, when Bubba won the Masters, I was running a tournament. Uh, I was managing a tournament for a gal here in town up at Dragon Ridge. And I know I'd be running empty. Oh. Um, but I was managing a tournament for this gal up at Dragon Ridge. And I did. I missed the entire Masters. It's the first time I had never watched it, mm. right? Except for one shot, and it was a shot out of the out of the out of the pine The tournament. mess. And, Such and a it, shot. he literally hit he hit the shot. I called my wife and I said he's going to win the tournament. And then I hung up. Yeah. And then she called me freaking out because he won the tournament. <laughs> did you so, cry? No, I didn't okay, cry. Okay. Only only when Tiger wins. Only when Tiger wins, you cry. Yeah. Okay. Real quick, before we get into some other stuff that we're going to talk about, I just want to get your take real quick because this is this is the hot take. Everybody's talking about uh, Mr. Matt Wolf and hot take. and his uh, unorthodox swing your swing, bro. Swing your swing, bro. Um, <laughs> I this is my take on it. Mm-hmm. I awesome for him. Congratulations. I, it, That's not a hot take. That is a hot take. No, it's not. Okay. That's then, a lukewarm take. Give me a hot take. 
I will be shocked if this swing holds up over time. That's a hot take. I, I will be shocked. You just, I mean, it's because it's, it's one thing to be young and flexible and athletic. It has nothing to do with that. It has a lot it's to do geometry. with geometry. There's a lot of movements in that swing. Uh, There's a lot of movements in that swing. But that's not athleticism from a sense, in the sense of agility, that's timing. When yeah. you're talking about movements, I don't think it's, I don't think of agility, I think of timing. Okay, well, for example, the most closest in relation to unorthodox swing is Furyk, of course, with his loopy upright swing. But that, I feel for him, is more of a controlled swing. And and, and I, I see Wolf's swing as a very aggressive, powerful swing. And I just, I don't see that transcending to so let me give you, consistency let me give you two, over time. Let me give you two comparisons, okay? Because um, I think that you're misunderstanding his his pre, what he does before he swings. Okay. So his movement before he swings is his trigger. Yeah. It reminds me of Jason Duffner. It doesn't remind me of Jim Furyk because Jim Furyk is a loop swing. It's a, it's a, Jim Furyk has a two plane loop swing. Oh. Jim Furyk to me would be compared to Ryan Moore. Okay. Yeah. So it's it. got nothing to do with how they get into the swing. It's got to do with the, you, the two double planes of their swing. I just see now, a, Matt Wolf I, has a sing, still has a really a one plane swing, but he triggers it the way Duff does. Like he has that evident. This is how I'm going to get into the movement. Yeah, I get I get right? the trigger. I just I just see it as a lot of a lot of movement, mm-hmm. and I'm just timing hey, would be if, difficult. Could be difficult if he rocks it for the next 20 years and he wins 85 tournaments and 16 majors. Congratulations, awesome way to go, good for you. And I'm I would be super excited but you don't think to it's see that. Hold up. I just I I just see. Knowing where, I mean, I'm not trying to compare myself to any tour level pro whatsoever, but knowing what has happened to my body over well, as I've but aged. You can't. Let's compare him to Tiger. What, ha- what, Jason Day? Pick a player. Yeah. Those the, that have cha- the, made major, twi- major swing changes, Mike Weir. <laughs> over time, stuff doesn't always hold up. Yeah, exactly. And so you're not wrong. I yeah, think that I, there's I a just, risk there. I think there's a, there's just, man, there's a, there's, it's cool to watch. Don't get me wrong. I love watching. Have you it. seen Johnny Ruiz swing? Who? Johnny Ruiz. Not on top of my He's head. He's playing web.com tour. And he played some in Japan last year. He's another Gankus guy. Mm-hmm. Now, I heard today <sighs> Wolf isn't a Gankus disciple. Gankus changed his teaching based off Wolf. Yes and no. So I think, so I've followed George Gankus for a long time. Okay. So what he does is all about you. An individual's unique biometrics, right? Or biomechanics, not biometrics, biomechanics. So he looks at you and says, okay, this is what you are capable of swinging based on what you've shown me, right? Here are some things you can do to potentially change that, but some of these things you just can't change. It's the way way you're made up, right? But ultimately, if we get you rotating, okay, you're always going to get more of your speed from the rotation that occurs in your in your core, okay? And that's a fundamental of every good golf swing at every level, period. So Absolutely. he gets this is how I need to how I need to help people understand that. Now how I get him there is unique. Everyone's gonna be different. You know? And he came with that baggage when he got to George. Uh. And George said, Well I'm not gonna get in the way. As long as you get here and here, 
do whatever you want. Okay, so I want to ask you this. Because I've had this discussion with James a couple times um, and a couple other people that I know that are out there grinding away. Do you like the exemption and him winning and now he's got status for two years? He's in the Masters. Do you- well, he's only in the Masters for a year. Huh? He's only in the Masters for a year. Well, I know, but I'm saying he's in the Masters. He won on yeah, he the won P- a championship. He won a championship. Yes. Uh, championship. I know, I hate <laughs> it. I hate it, but it is what it is. So, do you are you okay with a college kid? Coming? Absolutely. You're fine? Okay. I don't care. I, I, I don't care either. I, I, I just... If I could get him younger, I would. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, honestly, look, it's the same thing as the NBA to me. You know, g- golf and modern sports have become have become profitable. Okay, most of the major modern sports. Golf is no exception to that. Yeah, but the NBA is a little bit different because... Tell me how it's different. Then then talk to me about Ricky Fowler, Jordan Spieth, Justin Thomas. Hang on, hang on. In the NBA, you don't have guys competing on lower levels that can go out and play... Yes, you do. The G League. The the D League is not... No, G League. And yes, it is real. I know it's real. But that's what... It was really successful the last two years. But you have guys playing the Web.com Tour that used to be on the PGA Tour. Because they've lost their status. Yeah, but the NBA kids... dude, Dude, the NBA kids have been have been playing basically professional ball with their level of competition yes. within four years. It's but it's not within pro a ball. four year it's within not, a four year range. It's not pro ball though. It's not. So you you, gonna, you mean to tell me that you mean Zion, to tell me? Zion at Duke going up against uh, Maryland is pro level talent? No. Zion no. should have been able to go straight to the NBA no matter what. Oh absolutely so should LeBron. So well, he did. my point my point is they shouldn't have to go to college. They shouldn't have to have to do any of it. They should have the right at 15, 16, 18, whatever age, to go be a professional. I don't care how old you are. If you can professionally do the job, then do the job. Yeah. If you can't, go away. Right? It's not like they're serving alcohol here. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So that I guess that's my thing. Is and, and look, dude, golf is really has been, become really homogenized as it, as it relates to to the business side of it. Right? Yeah. So Justin Thomas, Jordan Speed, Ricky Fowler. These kids are getting thousands of dollars of free stuff at 10 years old. Like thousands of dollars. Free trips, sponsored trips all over the world. Okay. Not all of them, but the elite. So you're you're telling me that it's better to force those kids to go play these other tours? No, no, no. I don't I don't think I'm not saying that. I'm not I was just curious if you were okay with the ex- giving it a player an exemption. It, has he earned now he he can play it there's no question that he can play on this level because he just went out and won the tournament but has he earned a spot like other guys have has he gone through no because he's better than that because he's better than okay that's see, <laughs> I, I think I think there's guys that are just as talented and can play just as well but they didn't win but they didn't get the opportunity. Nah, it's not a fair statement. Nah, not opportunity. They didn't. I mean, yeah, he performed in college. He was won the USAM. I mean, he's. It's not what that is. That to me, that like like I said, take all of his other accomplishments away. He comes from nothing. He steps up. He wins that tournament. Why can't the rest of these guys win that tournament? Because he just won it. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree with you. I think if you win it, I mean, it closes the door on all the boom. Yeah. I think that's it. Now, one thing I will say is a great is is has been a great change over the last two years. I love 
that if you don't win a tournament, you don't just get to go get an exemption. You got to, and you can't just place to get your exemption. Yeah. You got to go back to the web.com and you got to win there and then you can move up. Yeah. You know, the only gripe I have about it is if you're going to force them to go back to the web.com, freaking pay them better. Like make it worth their while. Because if you're not going to make it worth their while, then don't do it, you know, or or or, or provide if you're not going to pay them more on the web.com because you can't because there's not enough attention on it. That's the big thing. Then create more leagues that have direct routes like the web.com to. Oh, wait, tour. hang on. Wait, we've made a mistake. It's the corn fairy tour. Is that what it is now? Yes. Oh, it officially moved. I thought that was just that one event. Oh, no, it's. It's no longer the web.com tour. It's the corn fairy. Tour. Is that like a company? Well, I, I had no idea who they were and I looked them up and what do they do? Uh, they're a investment. Hmm. So they bought the web.com. They're, they, they've got 2 billion in assets. Hmm. I mean, they're, they're, they're doing okay, but yeah, but they bought the web.com. They bought the, uh, okay. the naming rights. So corn for it, corn fairy tour, whatever. Corn fairy. I guess corn. my that's my thing. If you're not going to pay more, corn fairy, corn. Uh, if you're not going to pay more, then give me three in the United States. Give me one in Canada. Give me one in LTM. Well, they they have other, but make them equal. Yeah, that's. So hey, we're gonna we're gonna promote ten players from each each of these leagues. That's it. Yeah. I mean, I like I like the way it's working right now. I don't have any issues with it right now. I'm I the exemption thing. I, I, I go back and forth, but oh yeah, it's fine. Okay, yeah, it's not. But I think I, that mis- the misunderstanding is that he's getting an advantage. No, no, because I think it's a disadvantage. How do you see it as a disadvantage? Here's why. Name. Think about how many one-time winners, first-time winners, early in their careers. Never win again. Never win again. Yeah. Never it's not, are it's relevant. Not it's not never easy are relevant again. Because see, the problem is he can't go play the web.com now. He can't go dominate. He can't go get his chops. Make sure that he feels good about it. Yeah. He's got to go, go show up against the best every single week yeah. for the next two years. He doesn't get a vote. Nope. So the misunderstanding, I think, is that it's a good thing to get an, it, like, that, that you're helping him by giving an exception. If anything, I think it's a hindrance unless uh, you're really prepared. I don't, I don't think he's hindering right now. I think he's pretty happy that he's. No, no, I know that. But let's look on average, right? Like how many of these guys go out and do that again? Yeah, it's going to be fun to watch. Look at uh, what's his name? Uh, Paxton. Is it Paxton? Peyton? The dude from Sea Island, Georgia. John Blank, sorry. Um, he won at La Quinta. Title is sponsored. Anyway, he won once. He, he won at La Quinta. Got this his, year? Uh, no, this was like three years ago. Oh, yeah, that's um, too much Google work. And he was relevant for a couple others. And then now he's in usually finishing in the top 80, top 50, 80, every tournament as his best finishes. He might come back out of it. He may not. Yeah. You know? Because and, and you look at the guys coming from web.com after winning four, five, six, seven tournaments. Corn fair. Oh, whatever. I just can't. Do it. It's like <laughs> it's like the Harmon tour. I still want to call it the Harmon tour. Um, the anyway, tour. okay, we need to switch gears. Yep, yep. Okay, so let's 
So let's talk about the Stableford. Yep. So I'm headed out on Wednesday at 5 a.m. We have to we fly out. So Jude and I have to be at the airport and bring my son at 3 a.m. Such so be an adventure. Um, Allie is bless you, my neighbor. He's sneezing. I won't tell you why, but I'm sure it has something to do with how much he's been smoking. Um, I'm I'm feeling pretty good right now. <laughs> Matt looks really relaxed. <laughs> anyway. Um, uh, so he said, Jude and I leave stable for Jude and I leave. I'm very excited. It's my first kind of away tournament, you know, um, Brian, I was, so I wanted to do the battle at the beach, but I was really hesitant to see if it would succeed candidly. And wow, did I regret not going? Um, that looked like a great time. It looked like a great time. And it, it was so well run. Brian and shell and, and, um, they do they just do an incredible job of managing these and i know it's not just them there's a whole lot of other people that support and are a part of it um short par four is a consistent sponsor for them cobra uh, cobra's involved Coobs is involved um atomic, atomic golf, golf is doing, the markers, is doing the markers which i'm really excited about um i think uh what's his uh western birch does the tees is it them that do the tees or is it uh Berg? Berg, Berg, does, yeah. Berg golf does tees. But I mean, there's a lot of people. Wedge Wizard supports it. Jacob does. There's a lot of really cool camaraderie that's that's created from this. But at the end of the day, somebody's got to run it, right? And they're doing a great job. So I saw it go really well, Battle of the Beach. I was really mad at myself for not going. Um, and I didn't want to miss this one. It's at Innisbrook. It's like a mile and a half from where my parent, my mom and stepdad live. Um, so I get to, my son gets to go hang out with them. I get to go have a good golf weekend and compete. And I'm really excited to compete, to be honest. Um, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I've never played a stable for a tournament before. Um, I've got a, I'm, I, so I, I had a mindset shift today, which was the only thing I'm going to spend any time thinking about is birdies. It's a good thing to think about. If it's not a birdie, I'm going to forget it. I have to forget it. Yeah. Literally, I just got to move on. Done. Move on to the next thing. Because in Stableford, you have to score. It's the only way you know? to play. And so I've really... That's why I don't. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, and, and I'm off four, so I, which I have not, have not been playing up to a four, candidly, recently. But, <laughs> but I am off four. And so I, I really have to be able to, to be putting it in close Bring and giving give give myself a chance to Have you first. played Innsbruck yet? I've not played Innsbruck. I've had dinner there um, at the resort but I've never played there. We're playing Copperhead twice and the other course once. I don't know what the other one is. Oh, it's going to be a good time. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, we've got a cool dinner thing. Bradley Potter just doing a putt off on the on the opening night. Um, glowing dark putter. Have you seen that? By the way, uh, I got all the reports back. I've settled on which I'm taking. Oh, this is breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking um, news. I'm bringing the Logan Olsen. Woohoo! And I'm also bringing the Bradley Putter that I bought from Todd. And I uh, practiced with it today and yesterday. Got out for, I think, three holes today. One putt at all three holes. Nice. Balance is really good. But both have a little bit of different loft on them. Um, they're Tiff Eagle Bermuda Greens. So there's going to be a lot of green. Um, it could be really wet. It should be. It's likely to be really wet when we're out there. It's Florida. So I want to have a couple different options. But I'm taking the Logan Olsen. 
which and I I'm, brought with me to let him take yes, tonight. Yes, I'm very excited. And then I'm taking my Bradley putter. So, But Brad uh, Converse will be there. He made a glow-in-the-dark stable for tournament putter. It looks so it sick. Is, it is so cool. <laughs> cool. I really want to so win funny. it just for that. Um, so <laughs> I'm really excited. Oh, he would love it. So, uh, yeah, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I, I think what I would say, I want to see more and more of these tournaments start to happen. And I know you're working on something. Yes, we are. Uh, we're, you, you got a little... So we got a little stuff cooking with some fellow uh, fellow over at PXG that we're excited to potentially announce soon. I put a little teaser on Instagram the other day, but I think it's going to be really it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, and it's not anything like what Brian and and Shell are doing. And I think that's one thing I want to I want to point out is I think a lot of times in our in our industry, if you will in the golf industry that we're hobbyists in, right? I think that a lot of times people see and replicate. And I think it's always important to be careful how you do that. Um, whether you're a boutique craftsman, right? Right. Or you're looking at, you know, illustrating another idea or bringing another idea to life that's similar to what somebody else did. I think it's important to make sure that you go through that and, you know, I think what they're creating is a cultural, is kind of a culture of golf tournaments there, but also a competitive series of golf tournaments. I know what we're working on is more about just getting a bunch of people together and, and trying to go and getting some fitting done, um, getting a, a cool experience at, during an overseed time, and that could be really special. But it's a totally different vibe. Totally I look at what vibe. they're doing, and I want to go because I want to compete. You know, I want to go and I want to have a chance to win. I want to I want to compete with these guys and I don't have a lot of opportunities to do that. Yeah. I don't I'm not and a big fan. That's good. I mean, you're a good stick, so that's good for you. Well, but and I think anybody. You know, I look, if you're not here, everybody doesn't need to want to be the best at this. Right? But everybody should want to play their best against the golf course. Yeah, absolutely. And and I think that there's an element of competitiveness there that sometimes we're lacking cuz and I think we're afraid that if I get too excited about trying to win, whether it's beating the golf course or beating the guy I'm playing, I think sometimes we get nervous that if we're too competitive, that we will, um, it'll ruin our golf experience, you know? Yeah. And I don't think that's the case. No. You know, I think it that you do that way to balance it. Yeah, it doesn't you know? need to be that way. It is, there's a, a way to be competitive and enjoy yourself at the same time. Yeah. And I think they're doing a great job bringing those experiences to life. Yeah, I mean, so here's the question for you. Why aren't you going? It's just timing. Yeah. I, I just had the abandoned trip. Oh, that's true. Uh, that's right. That's why we talked about I'm, that. I'm trying to. It's gonna get be on. hot as balls, dude. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Honestly, is is it's <laughs> the battle I, of the I beach looks look, will be a good time. Though. I'm not a huge fan of Florida golf. Yeah, I've played, a, I've played a quite a few. No, well, I mean there's hundreds, hundreds of thousands of courses down there, but uh, we should. I've I've not enjoyed a ton of I mean I, I I enjoyed cricket stick or cricket cat at Orange County because mm -hmm. I played well <laughs> right uh, I I love stream song blue um well, stream song red kicked your butt stream song red kicked me oh Rochambeau me man um but the, I I enjoyed the experience out there it was it well, was a blast sure you but enjoyed. I yeah even it there was 40 mile an hour winds in our face but I just I, it's something about Florida golf that just I know it didn't. It didn't excite me. One, the competitive side of me is just, it's it hasn't flourished yet, and it's still a little seed looking for some germination. It's it's there. I just I just got to grow it. I just I didn't. I don't think I expected to hear the word germination on tonight's podcast. 
That's a cool. I bring cool relevance from all over the place. So here's something that just came, popped in my head. But I, we should probably find a way to work with with Brian and and Shell. I mean, there's a really cool venue in Las Vegas called Las Vegas Country Club. You could, if you could talk them into it. I know they've said what? that they're keeping them in Florida because you know they where they it's where they work, it's where their family is, and it's difficult for them to right. get if, out. But, but I think everybody likes to go to Vegas. Vegas. That Everybody would be, loves to come to Vegas. That would be pretty epic. We need to make sure we cut this little piece out and send it to him. <laughs> he's not. Li- let's just be honest. He's not listening to our broadcast. No. Well, I've tagged him a couple of times, so he better start. This is how you know that this Stableford conversation isn't actually advertising because I know he's not listening to this, <laughs> and I'm talking about it anyway. Well, we change that. <laughs> All right. So what else? Uh, so we were talking about. Um, so let me close the close the book. On that. I'm very excited to go. It's gonna be a lot of fun. I can't wait to see everything. Uh, I got awesome. some personal stuff also with my mom, so I'm excited to go kind of get a handle on some of that stuff with her. She's not been feeling good, get some so good family time. Good then. family time, and um, then go from there. So I think it's gonna be a lot of fun. But this leads me into the competitive side. Okay. Okay. So we're talking competition. Then we're talking about being better. Okay. Talking about being better. It starts with putting better. I had a really cool experience the other day. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I led you in well there. <laughs> he did. He did. I uh, um, met up with a guy I met through Instagram, Eric. Eric, forgive me. I'm not recalling your last name right now. But Eric. Greenlee? Greenlee? Yeah, he's, he's based out in Texas in the Dallas area. And uh, he's a huge Golden Knights fan. And that's how we kind of connected. Um, I was admiring some of his Vegas strong stuff, and he was admiring some of my Golden Knights gear. And uh, he was coming into town for the UFC fight, and we hooked up and played Royal Lynx. But he also lives, from what he told me, literally right down the street from the guys at uh, Breakthrough uh, Golf Technology, the people behind the Stability Shaft. And so he went and told them that he was coming out here and that we were you know, interested in seeing him after we saw him at Club Champion. Eric Greenlee, by the way. Greenlee. Sorry, Eric. Two A's. Two A's, yeah. And uh, so they they said, here, take two putters and uh, let him know which one, whichever one he likes, let him keep it, and and uh, let's do something together. So uh, I, I was excited because at Club Champion, I went through the Sam. We just tested it. Yeah, went through the Sam putting lab with my Vegas 58 putter, the Olsen putter. And that was a pretty neat experience. You, you hit, I don't know if anybody's ever done it, but if you haven't, basically you hit seven balls and they evaluate your impact, your speed, your your path. Rotation. Rota- I mean, everything. It, there's, it's pretty pretty impressive, all the information that you get back from it. And the, the information came back and said we needed to adjust a loft, said we needed to adjust a lie. Um, and that was pretty much it. My strikes were good. My path was good. The consistency was good. He, you know, uh, David is telling me, he says, you know, there's a lot of good things I'm seeing with this. And so after we made the adjustments, now that putter sets up so good. I mean, I look down and I'm like, oh man, I'm making everything with this. Just it, it was so neat seeing that side of it, you know, getting fit, not necessarily fit, but Getting no, the fit. yeah, that was, get, that's get, fit. getting the adjustments made to it so it fits me better, right? And uh, 
so I went home and, and was rolling putts with it like crazy. And then, so we get out of the course. I play the first two holes. And then on the, the par three, Eric says, he goes, hey, why don't you roll the new putter? And I'm like, oh, yeah, totally wasn't even thinking about it. You know, I was in, in a roll with, you know, just playing. And uh, so I walked up to the third green, drained like a 10-foot putt. And he's like, oh, man. Oh, man.